hear some mumbling, echoey voices from the other end of the tunnel. Roger turns into Maria's shadow. Very faint. She looks at her shadow and is like, Mark, wish for a map of where we are. I wish for a map of where we are. Okay. You receive a map. The map, when you look at it, looks like some kind of circuit board. It's a diagram, a blueprint of an electronic system. Does this mean that we're in the Matrix again? Or the... Oh gosh, what was the fake name we came up for? Okay. And we settled on existence. <laughs> That's a real thing, though. The cave, I believe. Oh, right. We're in the... Th- this is another thing pointing us to being in the cave. Okay. Someone... I walk toward the light in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I ride Mark Shadow. There's splashing as you make your way up there. Uh, as you approach the mouth of the tunnel, the echoey voices stop almost expectantly. I keep going. Okay. You emerge into a large, dark room. There are a few lights in it. You can see exposed girders. It looks kind of like a sub-basement. In this room, there are panels all over one of the walls, some screens. It's a control station, maybe. There is also a table that has been propped up at a slight angle and there is somebody tied to the table. And there is also uh, another person in the room. All right, can you describe to me the person tied to the table and the other person in the room? The person tied to the table you can see because they're facing you, and it's Hafsat Benkole. Okay, and then the person not facing me? The person not facing you is tall. That is about all you can gather. Every time you try to focus on them, you can't. Your eyes kind of slip away. I tell you, this is like every sci-fi thing I've ever seen put in, like, balled up together into one thing, and I don't like it. We're mixing too many tropes. Roger starts creeping along the wall towards the um, turned figure. Uh, Half-sat, seeing... Mark, did we? Yeah, you've been in the store. Seeing Mark says, "Ah, uh, you, you, uh, Max, help." Uh, name's Mark, but uh, what, what, what can I do you for? What do you need? <laughs> she just looks down at her limbs tied to the table and back up to you. I mean, don't I you think I don't know what you're into. I don't. I don't want to. It's not this. Oh. This is not the thing. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I guess, uh, and I, I rush over and uh, attempt to unshackle. The figure turns towards you as you're doing this. Uh, they do not move to interfere, but they are watching, and you hear a voice in your head saying, We cannot allow the memory. For all of y'all listening at home, I just made a terrified look at the camera. Joke's on them. Veronica doesn't remember most days. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We all hear this or just Mark? You all hear this. 
Who the heck are you? Maria says. Uh, Veronica, you are... You can sort of recognize this figure, not by their face, but by their clothes. Because their face is just sort of a swirling mosaic at this point. It's, you can't focus on any of the figures. But the clothes, and I assume Veronica knows a thing or two about clothing, uh, remind her very much of the person who owns this building in which she lives. Oh, that's Old Man Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who the heck is Old Man Jenkins? His name is uh, Nemo Sign. Oh. His friends call him Mr. Sign. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have any friends. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, so you know that Nemo, that, you know that Mister Sign is a fantastically wealthy, very influential figure in the city, and in addition to owning this building, owns several others, and lots of different companies. You know, just a a magnate, a tycoon. So are we determined which building this is? Uh, Mr. Sign owns the building in which Veronica lives. Okay. So I don't know if you've determined which building this is, but you have had a number of clues which may help you in that determination. Do I have a signal yet? No, no signal. No Google Maps? Mm, only offline mode. Just all, just all your downloaded directions to local karaoke joints. Perfect. Is anyone standing next to Veronica? No. I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Sorry, is any, are any of you standing next to Veronica? Well, I'm still standing at the table. No, uh, Maria was like behind or ahead. I don't know. Somebody's, uh, Maria's gonna just look at everyone and like, somebody wish something! Ask for a signal! Ask for her to be free! I don't know! I wish for my own triceratops. <laughs> Do I have to roll for that one? <laughs> a, you know, a plastic Triceratops figure lands in your hands. <laughs> yes. I'll workshop this. Get back to me. <laughs> do I have to roll? Is the table wood? Yeah, it's a wooden table. Okay, so what do you want to accomplish by animating this table? To get it away from the mystery figure? So you want the ta you want the table to move? Yeah. And like maybe like tell us where we are or something. Okay. Sounds like you want to change the game. Yeah. Alright, so roll change the game. Use the power tags you feel are appropriate to animating this table and making it I guess run into a corner. Okay, so animates wooden objects is one. Then I don't know. Won't get fooled again? I guess that's it. Okay. Give it a roll. Now, how do I... Wait, how do I determine how much power I'm putting into this? Is it just... It's based on how many tags you use. Okay. You, you, you click on the boxes next to your tag. Yeah. Okay. Da, 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 da. I hope the table wants to be a real boy. Yeah, it probably wants to be a table, right? Oh, it wants to be a real boy. Okay. Well, we'll find out, depending on the results of this roll, how this table feels vis-a-vis -vis okay. being a real boy. It said power, too, and I don't know. 
Yeah, that's because he used two tags. Okay. Uh, that was an investigate. What we yeah. wanted to roll was change the game. Ugh, crap. I'm sorry. I'm a that's little okay. Bit, I'm a little bit of a mess because I'm shaken up with the weird stuff and also the cat. Hmm. Cats are weird. Your tags are probably still checked, so just click change the game instead. Yeah. We all see you fiddling with the table. Yes, that was a seven. I mean, like, it's just the magic wand is out, and she's, like, doing the wave with it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say you're giving the table a status of alive Mm -hmm. with one of your juice, and the other juice, uh, are you creating a story tag, like, Runaway table. Table is afraid of mystery figure. All right, so the table's running. Yeah. The table is running off somewhere with half sat strapped to it. <laughs> I eat mystery. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to uh, hit with all I got. <laughs> have you eaten an avatar before? Which type of avatar? You want to leave that up to a roll, or should I just say no? <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, try to hit with all you got. Awesome. So swallow anything whole. Yeah. Is it completely dark down here? It's not completely dark, like there's lights, but it's, it's not completely dark, no. So never mind. Super strength? Probably couldn't hurt in this complex situation. Hide behind anything applicable here? It'll give you the element of surprise. All right, all right. Yeah, you were hiding in, like, Mark's shadow or Maria's. And from Jack Falls Down, assuming this is Jack, I'm ready for the kill. This is not Jack, but maybe you think it is. Okay. This might be a... Okay. I might be making an e- epic mistake. I'll feel really bad about it. Really bad. And then the new girl helps out for running away. I don't think that's helping your attempt to eat this guy. Unfortunate. Oh my god, I have to eat Hafsat. It's too late now. Okay. That's very good. You rolled an 11. So, appropriate status with your choice of tier equal to power. You're a wizard. What's the status that you want to give Nemesign? Sorry, Mr. Nemo sign. Half eaten? (laughs) You can try giving him the consumed status, and it will be at tier uh, 4. Then let's do that. Okay. What does this look like? You've, you've mostly gotten him into your jaw, so what, describe this to us. So for the first time, like, everyone sees the actual hide behind completely take over Roger's body, and it's, it's got the body of an ape and the head of a lion, and it's all just black fur, and it's like sort of wispy. It's about 10 feet tall. And it opens its mouth impossibly wide and just gallop. And it's like maybe up to, up to like midsection in my mouth. Okay. A certain section of our audience is suddenly paying much more attention right now. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the Vor crew. Uh, so which of these two options are you picking? I've secured a superior position. Mm-hmm. And I gain the upper hand. Okay. So Nemesign is not happy about this situation. 
perhaps surprisingly, but uh, Nemesine does not want to be eaten alive. And Nemesine is a very powerful avatar of uh, an ancient god. So Nemesine attempts to extract themselves from this situation by basically trying to punch you off of their body from the inside of your cavernous void-like maw. So I need you to face danger unless you want to take the tier 4 status pummeled. I think I will face that danger. Okay. Can I spend my juice now, actually? Gross. <laughs> I think so. Can I just up the tier on consumed? You can't use it on something that you've already made. Um... Um, hmm. <laughs> like you, you well, have to respond to this thing first before you can do anything else. Okay, absolutely. All right. Face danger. What have you got in terms of power tags that will help you avoid being beaten up like a sock puppet? Super strength? You do have super strength. I'm not hiding anymore. I'm not right under the door. Is it dark enough that better in the dark applies or... No, nah, definitely not. I think it's dark enough inside of your body. Oh, true. Um, would harder to see in the dark also apply then? Because Nemesine doesn't know where they're swinging. I think pick one of those two. I think we'll take harder to see then. Just for the flavor. Yeah. And because you are half eaten, you have half eaten uh, Nemesine here, you can get a, an additional one for the story tag, uh, the story, the fictional positioning that you have the upper hand here. Then I'm about to face some danger. Okay. A mild success. I take the status, but with minus one tier. All right, so you take the tier three status pummeled. Does that fill the all the way up to the... Yeah, it like, puts you at three. Okay. So it's a, this is a very serious injury that you've received in this attempt. And you can feel Nemesine continuing to pound away at the insides of your shadowy self. Veronica... You've got a Triceratops toy in your hands. You see a shadow figure attempting to eat your landlord. A table has run away with somebody on it. What do you do? First of all, I wonder if you made enough Ottomans come to life if you could recreate the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> Second, <laughs> if my landlord gets eaten, do I still have to pay rent? Because I don't think I'm in his will. Probably not. Third, if he beat up Shadow Monster, I'm going to guess that I can't just wish for those Triceratops to come to life. I think it's going to be too small. <laughs> no, you should absolutely wish for it to come to life. <laughs> I, I mean, Please I, do. <laughs> I'm not built for direct confrontation, and that was the whole point of wishing for this Triceratops. I see. So I think I will wish for that Triceratops to be a real Triceratops and to help the Shadow Ape against my douchey landlord. Does your, is your wish capable of turning something into a real dinosaur? I mean, I think it has to actually work because make it a real boy. It's what the Blue Fairy does. She turns things that are there to being alive. Even if it's plastic, this is a wish. Okay. And it's nighttime. I need you to roll change the game. Okay. Oh boy. And I need you to use your power tags that are relevant to 
doing magic to see if you can turn this into a real Triceratops. Okay, we've got Grant's Wishes animates. Yeah. I'm just going to say wooden objects here because I think that it's nighttime, so it's a wish, and it's okay that it's not wood. Ah. Um, Maybe mythos studies would count because she studied her power enough to know that this will probably work. I'm not sure about that one. Okay. Uh, I do think I do think you get a plus one because somebody is making a wish, which is your whole jam. Yeah. So that'll bring you up to I think three power on that. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can change the game. Okay, and then change the game. Let me look at what that sweet sweet result was. That was a seven. Okay. Good. So you create a story tag. You have two juice. Mm-hmm. You create a story tag is the uh, you've created you've created a triceratops. There's a triceratops yeah, in yeah. the room now. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, you could try to burn one of Nemesine's power tags by having the triceratops charge it or something like that. Maybe. Mm. Does that sound okay? I think that sounds okay. Okay. So the Triceratops toy falls out of Veronica's hands, and as it hits the ground, it begins to grow and continues to grow and grow and grow until it is a full-size Triceratops. And it goes that sound Triceratopses make. Well, the foley on this episode is insane. Yeah. (laughs) Lowers its head and charges with its horn, taking Nemesine in the hip and sending Nemesine and Roger flying. But Roger, you're made of shadows which burns one of Nemesine's tags, and I'll do that. Nemesine is in rough shape, but not done just yet. Roger, you were standing next to the table attempting to free Half-Sat when the table came to life and ran away. It was Mark. Mark, yes. Mark is what I meant to say. Yes, I was doing that, and then the table ran away. I was trying to help. Uh Uh-huh. Um, when... They go flying after being hit by the Triceratops. Like, can you kind of describe how much is independently outside of Roger's mouth? How much what is outside of Roger's mouth? Uh, of uh, Nemesine. It's his lower body. Okay. So, like, waist down. What I'd like to try is, uh, is a whole... Um, oh, what was this most recently done in? Doctor Strange. I want to open the portal so that Nemesine's half falls through and then close the portal. Okay. Let's see. While I'm figuring this one out, um, yeah, that sounds like hit with all you've got. Okay. What power tags have you got that will help you with this assault? Um, kind of, I'm going to use like my knowledge of the body and also Dr. Death. So kind of my ability to, yeah, do that. And then um, use uh, help, hefty, helpful holes, Triple H, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like those are all that would apply. All right. And because Nemesine can't see and is half enveloped in a shadow creature, you get an additional plus one for that. Cool. Cool. Oh, gross. It generated juice. <laughs> Okay, you give the target an appropriate status of your choice with tier equals power. So what tier four status do you want to hit him with? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. 
Um, is there a list of them, or am I making it up? Just use your use your linguistic skills. Bisected. Bisected. Bisected four. Okay. Good. That's probably going to stack with consume to an extent. Uh, the top half of Nemesine is suddenly all there is for you to snack on, Roger. And that is sucked the rest of the way into your void. Oh, can, sorry. Can I make the, t- the, the thing um, digestible? <laughs> sure. Perfect. Bite-sized. Bite size. <laughs> Bite-sized, yes. Bite-sized Um, Where do Nemesine's legs go? You know, I, I was acting in the, the spur of the moment. I'm not, not entirely sure. Okay. You hear as Nemesine is being consumed within you, No! We cannot allow the memory. It will destroy the hub. Oh, no. And off in the distance, you hear a scream. Ah, oh, sick! It was wherever the legs went. I doomed the, I doomed the main campaign. I caused... I caused <laughs> oh, God! I caused the happening. The scream you hear comes from the direction in which the table ran off. Yeah, Maria goes after the table because it's her fault. Have the triceratops go. The table is galloping. It has headed off down another tunnel. You can see, standing on the table, surfing on it as you were, another half sat. This one's blonde. So there's one tied to the table and one standing on the table. Yep. Oh, boy. And so Maria's running after her and she sees that. But um, So she sees that there's two of them now? Yep. Uh, okay, well, she can't wish for something. Can, has it been two, has it been a minute or two minutes so that now the table is no longer alive? Probably. Okay. Um, If you look at your clock, you can see that it is 1 a.m. Time seems to be moving quickly down here. Okay. It's 1 a.m. The table has returned to being a table, but is now sliding down an incline in the tunnel, which has got, you know, that dirty water in the bottom of it. Draining away as the table slides down that ramp. What are the rest of you doing? Checking at the Triceratops. Uh, the Triceratops is shrinking back into the shape of a toy. Take it with me. <laughs> you got it. So Maria had went to go chase the table, and she kind of yells, I guess, now that I've thought about it. I don't... Mike, Jason, do you have anything? I think I'm eating a god. (laughs) Uh, You ate a god. You're digesting a god. I'm gonna make a god into poop. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm am so, sorry. I know that there's like some sort of weird analogy. You have a hell of a stomach ache going on right now. Heartburn, the works. Veronica's gonna do like an over-the-shoulder selfie to catch herself and Roger. <laughs> I I do not appear on the photo. Oh, uh, so I guess if no one says anything, Maria's gonna yell to Hapset. 
I have a really weird idea that she's gonna yell, I wish Jack was in chains. And then the echo that she hears isn't her, technically her voice. So then she'll grant the echoes. Genie loopholes, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's a very clever idea, but I think in order to do that, you're going to have to stop holding back. Okay. Uh, let me look. I mean, I'm a borderliner right now. So. So stop holding back. You know that move there? When you use your powers in a new and never-before-seen way or scale, mm -hmm. tell me what you hope to achieve, and you've already explained that. Yeah, basically that Jack is uh, incapacitated. What you're attempting to accomplish is to use your Echo to trick your wish powers into working for your own wish. Yeah. And that's something that's outside the realm of what your powers currently do. Yeah. So for Stop Holding Back, it means I'll tell you a sacrifice, something that this will take from you to make it work. Mm -hmm. And then you roll plus your logos, which means you roll plus uh, the number of logos themes you have, which I believe for you is three. Yeah, just three. And uh, if you get a hit, you achieve what you wanted to achieve, and you pay the price. Okay. Now, let's see. This is significant. No return or ultimate. I'd say this is significant. So mm -hmm. the price you're going to have to pay is you'll have to mark fade or crack on one of your themes or, sorry, and burn all the power tags on one theme. If it's a 10 plus, you just mark fade or crack on that theme. And I have chosen one of your themes to be the sacrificial one, which I will not tell you until you've done the roll. <sighs> okay, well, I guess I'm going to do it because what's stopping me? I don't know. So I am gonna click on the burr on the thing for Grant's wishes, enemies within objects, and living lie detector because those are all of my powers. Uh, what you're rolling for this is the number of logos themes you have, which is three. Yeah. Does that count so as? You don't need to check off any power tags. Just put oh. your plus up to three. Oh, okay. I thought it would just do that. Da, da, da. And then I click on the stop holding back. Oh. You roll a 10. Mark the... Mark fade on your magic wand. The wand is deeply stressed out by this attempt at messing with its rules and the laws that govern its power. Where is my magic wand? It's one of your themes. It's your mythos theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I click on... Uh... You mark fade on it. And then you hear the sound of chains and a sudden, huh? And as you look, you see the uh, on the table, Jack and Halfsat are now face-to-face -face with Jack chained to the table and Halfsat tied to the table with rope. Okay. The table is continuing to slide down the tunnel. So Maria can't catch up with it yet. You can try. Yeah. Maria's going to try and save Hapset, but not... I don't think she'd... Yeah. What are the rest of you doing? 
Have you heard the news? Do the rest of you know what's happening? I think I just start running down the hallway regardless. Yeah, I, d- I don't think Mark's fully aware now. Yeah, Veronica doesn't know either, but she just takes off after everyone else. Okay, you all, as you enter this tunnel, you can see what's going on. You can see that Jack and Hafsat are face-to-face on the table. The table is sliding, like, not quickly, but it's... Because it was galloping until it started sliding, it is sliding at, like, walking speed. But it's far enough ahead of you that you'll have to run to catch it. All right. I, I shadow jump. I wish I could fly. <laughs> yeah, she said it. Oh, she uh, said it. Sorry. Yeah, you can. You start flying. Do you know how to fly? <laughs> I think she just launches herself forward, cackling. Is it a flapping the arms thing? <laughs> okay. So you are you are zooming down the tunnel in flight. Roger, you did a you did a what? You did a shadow jump? I reverse repelled all the way down. Okay. All the way down. <laughs> okay, but I have a quick question. What's Veronica's happy thought? That's important. Yeah. Stuffed animals. <laughs> that was Peter's happy thought in Hook. His original one. Teddy. <laughs> We've come full circle. We were talking about Hook before recording. <laughs> uh, Roger, your shadow jump. Does that put you in the shadow of the of the table? Here's hoping. Okay, it does. You are trailing behind the table. Then, like up on the table, you can see Hafsa and Jack are struggling. They're both tied down, but Jack appears to have a knife in one hand that she's trying to inch up towards uh, half-sat. Not, sorry, not a knife. It's that scalpel again. Okay, can I say something and then do an action? Yeah. So, like, with a gigantic roar, Roger says, <laughs> and I, I start munching the side of the table that the negative headset is on. Okay. They're they're on the same like the, the table is like this, right? It's flat. And half sat is here. It's flat. And Jack is here. They're stacked one atop the other. Then like the mythical Gengar, I will I will open my mouth on the floor and let them both fall in and just hope that the party can save half set. <laughs> what does the rest of the party do? There's a giant mouth opened underneath this table, and the table is beginning to sink into the huge mouth. Well, Maria was trying to save Hapset, so has she caught up yet? Uh, sure. Yeah, you're running. The table has stopped moving forward. Okay, so... I wish Hapset would not get eaten. Maria tries to grab... No! Uh, let's see. Yeah, why not? I mean, you've still got magic powers. Hafsat suddenly slips out from between Jack and the table as if she were covered in soap and thuds onto the ground outside the radius of the hide-behind's mouth into the, uh, she splashes into the water outside the radius of the hide-behind's mouth. Like, the water is, like, pouring into your mouth uh, as the table, now with just the struggling Jack, 
attached to it begins to sink down. How much juice was required to make it so that half that slip through? Gross. <laughs> at least at least three. It's so much juice. And the good news is it's all blue raspberry. <laughs> Jack is looking around wild-eyed as she thrashes and attempts to get out of the chain. She says, no, 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 you can't, you've got to stop. No, you have to reset the... And then she sinks into the hide-behind's mouth. I don't care about that jerk. She killed Merle. Uh, does your mouth close when it's con- finished consuming a thing? Yeah, I have to, I have, I have to swallow, essentially. Where, where they go, I have no idea, because it never satiates the hide behind. Of course. Your mouth closes, and the water sort of bubbles up like the bloop above where that was. And Hafsat uh, pushes herself to her hands and knees and is steadily trying to get, uh, unsteadily trying to get to her feet. Uh, Maria helps her up, but she still has, like, the magic wand in her hand. And is like, if you just wish for something, like, if you feel better, to make yourself feel better or something, I can do it. Hafsat looks at you and... As you meet her eyes, reality around you begins to crack. There's light coming in where there shouldn't be, and it's all the wrong colors. And there are, like, glitches and green frizzles, and the water starts going backwards from the way that it was, and then parts of the water aren't there, and then they're there again, and then they're gone. And Hafsat looks at you with a small, sad smile and reaches out to touch your face and says, I wish you would all wake up. And you all do. Hold on, when she, like, touched Maria's face, how did she touch Maria's face? With her hand. Just straight up punched you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like reached up to touch to touch your face like this fondly. Oh, touch with okay, no delicacy. Like, and okay, <laughs> because obviously I'm like thinking about how so like I would respond to that and how Maria might with the whole touching issues. Hmm. So she's just sort of like Ugh. so we all wake up. You all wake up. Where am I? I think you mean when. As you all wake up, and we're in the epilogue now, so don't panic. We're almost done. (laughs) Each one of you wakes up in a similar but slightly different state. Keva, you're the first to wake up, having been closest to the wish. Mm -hmm. Your silver hair has created a web that is nearly filling this room in which you find yourself. It is connecting you to a million different points in here. One of those points begins to shift and groan. And Emrin, you awake, feeling Keva's hair not just wrapping around you, but wrapping through you somehow, as if you are pierced by it, but you don't feel any pain. Maeve, you awaken 
and can only see for a brief moment before something else closes over your eyes and you find yourself in darkness. You feel a bone-deep pain before you fall asleep once again. Zonin, you are standing in the doorway of this room. Likewise, you are webbed and netted in Keva's silver hair, but you are standing there as if you had just opened the door. Behind you, someone grabs onto you and attempts to yank you back out of this room, but Keva's hair is still holding on. That is, Keva, until you decide to let go. Ugh. So Keva's just kind of looking around. So you said that, like, her hair... What what room is this of the hub, or...? It's hard to tell. It's filled with hair. Okay, so... Can she see anyone in this web of hair? You can see and feel Emrin and Zonin moving slightly, and you can feel a shape that may or may not be Maeve. What the heck just happened? And, like, as she says that, like, the hair starts to retract. It all happens in a nanosecond. The immense, intricate web just goes all right back into your temples. Uh, Emrin, you fall to the ground. And Zonin, the person behind you pulling you, goes, oof! And falls over backwards. You land on top of her. Uh, You turn around, and, or rather, you look around, and you see that you are now lying on Lean's lap. She is cradling your head with a funny look on her face. And she says, This isn't normally how it goes when a boy invites me over. (laughs) Keva, when you see... Uh, you look over to your right, you see a huge cocoon, like a human-sized cocoon, lying on the ground. And in the center of the room is Hub's core and backup. Does Keva remember the weird dream or whatever? Absolutely. You all remember the entire lives of the people you just were. Was Jolly here or not? Jolly is not in this room, no. Okay, because Keva is immediately like, I had a dream that Jolly was a dog. Also, she's just sort of like turning around and looking at everything again. She's just looking around trying to figure out what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Lean looks over at you and says, Keva, uh, first of all, great to see you. You look great. But, and as she's about to explain something, you hear a huge explosion somewhere else in the hut behind her and the sounds of battle. She says, we're a little busy right now. And that's the end of the episode.
For our listeners, the, the video call just ki- dropped as soon as Matt said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. So, I guess Keva fell to the temptation of connecting to the box. We will determine exactly how this happened when we return to our next adventure with the Hub Gang. Okay. Cool. Awesome? This wasn't a trip to the beach! (laughs) No. Not yet. I ate memory. You sure did. I don't know what that means. We'll find out. You're the captain now. This means that Keva has Aspie, dreams of herself being an Aspie in real life and dream, which is somehow like another defeatist moment in a way. I don't know about that. Depends on how you view it. Well, yeah. Sometimes positively, sometimes annoyedly. Now, I think the question on everyone's mind is, what happens to that Triceratops? <laughs> Where is Chuckles? Oh, well. Not everything has a direct analog in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah, I mean, like, Maeve would actually be a stupid person. Wait. Unless, like, for like... Veronica is controlled by Maeve, who is Loki. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. We're going to need another conspiracy wall. <laughs> <laughs> My apartment has been devoted to this practice. Okay, any questions about stuff that happened in the game? Because we did skip over some stuff in the interest of time. Um, so, basically... Keva put or uh, Maria putting on headphones made her hear what Hub was saying to them. Yes. Yeah. Because in the quote unquote real world, Keva was connected to Hub's main systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that room you were in at the end—that was Hub's core, I should say. Okay. Not a big room. But, uh, yeah, so that was Hub communicating with you through your hair. Through the phone. And so we were doing something in the core that you might tell us later. Uh, and Keva got connected somehow. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Trying to think of how to phrase these questions. Does anyone else have a question while we're waiting on that? Have I recovered? From what happened to you in secret? Yeah. Physically? No. Mentally, it's up to you. Okay. Well, um, yeah, no, I was just wondering how I was standing in the doorway. Maybe uh, Lean was helping you walk. To get to wherever Keva and Emran and Maeve were? Yeah. Also, there's that thing happening in the background in the hub. Yeah. I'm sure it's not important. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't want to monopolize. I know that sometimes I do with time and questions. One thing that we skipped over was tracking that signal back to these uh, these slums. 
Uh, if you had gone back there, there was a squat that you could find where Jack was living, and it would have showed you her next victim, which was uh, Nemesine. I ate the wrong person again. <laughs> Not necessarily. Now, how was karaoke involved? That was a red herring. Damn okay. it. Curses, I hate fish. <laughs> uh, so the four hours of time that we lost was apparently us connecting. The seven hours of time you lost was your characters inside the tower. Okay. Doing what? It's a good question. We never got uh, inside the tower, so we didn't find out. How are we supposed okay. to get inside the tower? By flying. The door is in the basement. <laughs> I gotta stop eat. I gotta stop. Like, no matter what character I play, it's always I have to kill the NPC Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like just trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. If everyone is dead, no one can hurt us. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got to start so channeling these characters. Donut's just going to slip in and out of southern accents. Emran's going <laughs> to develop an insane appetite. That's what Emran has always been a hungry boy. Keva will dye her hair blue. People uh, just slip into valley girl voice now and then. You can have some fun kind of figuring out what aspects of your hub characters were being brought out in your inchoate characters. Sadness. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's very obvious that Keva would kind of... I I haven't, like, discussed this much with you guys, but I think that Keva, like, seriously always feels slower and less, like, m more broken in a way. Mm. That's just a personal, uh... Okay. Uh, that's just a personal, like, feeling of, like, I'm different, and I'm trying to serve a purpose. And I think that the fact that the, uh, that Maria also had that, and... Are we still recording? Oh, yeah, we, sorry, you can stop your recordings. Inchoate was a presentation of the Splinters of a Broken Sun podcast. We were joined by Geekers who you can find on Twitter at BeASpaceCat, Velvet, who you can find on Twitter at OGBrownSugar, Michael Blood, or Salastreus, who you can find on Twitter at GoodSirBlood, and Jason, the Singing Chemist, who you can find on Twitter at SingingChemist. In Coate, use the City of Mist role-playing system by Amit Moshe. So until next time, Space Squids. <laughs>